You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. On this episode of Cheesehead Radio, the Packers get the win against the Saints in their second preseason game of the summer. David Bakhtiari comes off the pup list and rejoins practice. Meanwhile, Goody's making moves to reduce the roster. And the Packers visit the Chiefs for their final preseason game. Four quarters of Packers talk right here on Cheesehead Radio. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. It is time for some Packers news, fun, and frivolity here on Cheesehead Radio. Now in our 13th season, doing this crazy thing. As usual, our esteemed hosts tonight are C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, known as Tundra Vision on Twitter, Kelly Hodgson, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter, and lastly, little old me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at Jersey Al GBP on Twitter. Our longtime friends at Ticket King are back as official sponsors of Cheesehead Radio and all of the Packers Talk podcasts. Ticket King has been in business for more than 25 years, has offices right across the street from Lambeau Field and in Milwaukee. And they currently have a special deal just for you Packers Talk listeners. You can get 10% off their already low prices by using the code PT10, that's PT10, when you order your tickets. This offer will expire at the end of August, so don't sit on this. Only a week left. Visit your website. Visit their website today at theticketking.com and get your discount. That's theticketking.com. That's it for for the preliminaries. Let's get this show on the road. All right, guys, welcome back. I feel like it's been two weeks since I talked to you. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> so a lot has happened in all of that time. And really, there's a lot of really good storylines this this preseason, this, uh, this training camp. But obviously, uh, having the backups playing against the Saints again, all eyes are pretty much on one guy who did play a good chunk of the game, Mr. Jordan Love. Uh, we were a little critical, ups and downs. Remember, he had the three interceptions in the first preseason game. How do you do this time? Much improved, I would say, right, as a general uh, feeling. Uh, he looked a little more in control, a little more confident, made fewer mistakes, made some nice passes. It wasn't all perfect. You know, it was still a little up and down. But this time around, the ups definitely outweighed the downs, which was not the case in the first game. So I think good progress for Jordan. I'll admit I didn't see the game, but from everything I read, he was much cleaner. And I think he put some of those fears aside that we all had last week of, is he ready for prime time? Is he ready to be a starter? Not by any stretch of the imagination. But I think he had a performance that was good enough that I feel a little more confident if he had to step up and take over. I think, um, yeah, the the my big theory going into it was that uh, Love's issues seem to come most in those 
horizontal, you know, those going across the field, crossing routes. Those are hard to hit. And I remember sitting, I was at the game, and I was sitting with my son, and I kept, you know, pointing to him, he doesn't understand football, and saying, now watch, you know, he's really good at doing those down the sidelines, and he's really good at throwing to a stationary uh, player, but watch when he comes right. Oh, that was a good throw. (laughs) Okay, now watch this. Oh, that was a good throw, too. So, yeah, he took my entire theory of where his struggles were, and he actually kind of blew that out the window. So, good job, Jordan. Yeah, progress is good. That's all we can ask. That's all we ask for, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although some people ask him for him to be Aaron Rodgers, but we're more reasonable here, aren't we? And you know, I remember saying this to my son as well. This is the first time he's actually been able to start back-to-back games in his career. Uh, if you remember his first season. Yeah. Yeah. There were no preseason games. Last year, he got dinged up, I think, in the middle game. And this is the first time he's been able to start two games in a row. And, well, look what happens when he's got two games in a row for the first time. He, he looked okay, so that was pretty awesome. A little continuity, right? Yes. And it was funny how on the Twitter, uh, suddenly people were saying, you know, uh, they can get out of Aaron Rodgers' contract at the end of this. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. My gosh. <laughs> You, you, you know that's where it's going to go immediately, right? So bipolar. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about the offensive line. Uh, yeah. Didn't have uh, Mr. Bakhtiari back yet or Mr. No. Jenkins quite back yet, but not looking too bad there either, is it? Yeah, they started out with <clears throat> what they've been going with um, basically the last week and a half at least of practice, the the ones have been Yash at left tackle, Runyon at left guard, Myers at center, Hansen at right guard, and Newman at right tackle. Um, I'm okay with most of that except for Newman at right tackle. I just think he's a guard. I think that's his best position by far. And when they have Newman at tackle and Zach Tom, the rookie out on at right, I'm sorry, Newman at guard and Zach Tom out at right tackle. This person, this observer, believes that they look just so much better. The Packers, however, seem to disagree because they keep uh, trotting out these, the same starting offensive line. Of course, that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, this is preseason, and maybe they're just getting looks for for um, Newman at tackle, but. I'd like to see him move inside back to where his position from last uh, last year, stay there, and if Jenkins has is back, have him play right tackle. Otherwise, see if you can get by a game or two with, with Tom uh, at right tackle. So that's, that's my take. The other thing about the offensive line that was interesting was Caleb Jones. The, the massive six foot nine, three hundred seventy pound tackle that was seen on the field putting people on the turf. <laughs> um, you know, he, he obviously has issues being that big with, with uh, some mobility and footwork, but I think he's looked a lot better in those departments that most people have expected. Uh, so the Caleb Jones fan club is running rampant right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> me, I'm, I'm advising a little bit, uh, to temper that a little bit and be more realistic, but you know, Packers Twitter certainly has him as the starting right tackle now. Well, and probably making the hall of fame <laughs> if I know Packer Twitter. Yeah. Well, he'll be up against Dobbs at the same year. So, you know, that'll be tough. <laughs> Good so, point. Yeah. That's never a bad thing though. I won't say no when the time comes. <clears throat> 
Uh, anyway, so that's my take on the offensive line. Perfect. Let's move on to uh, running back, and we had some great stuff happening. Of course, as you know, this week uh, they've declared uh, <clears throat> Mr. Jones and um, – oh, crap, why am I totally spacing this now? <sighs> Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. Thank you. My goodness. <laughs> it's been a long day. Aaron Jones have been – Yes, have been declared – Running back 1A and <laughs> running back 1A. So uh, pretty much feeling pretty secure about our two running backs that they're not even looking at it as being a running back one, running back two. That doesn't mean that we do not have a pretty good battle right now for, I guess, what would be running back 2B. Uh, we got Patrick Taylor, uh, Dexter Williams, who, of course, uh, came back to the team. But undrafted rookie Tyler Goodson. What a game. Yeah, he was pretty good there. Running all over the place. I really think he did uh, have a good argument to make the roster. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, the thing with Patrick Taylor that the Packers love is that he can block, you know, he can do all those little things, which uh, when you're talking about running back three, they look for that probably more than running ability, which may sound weird, but but they do. I think there's no doubt that Goodson is a better runner and a more dynamic runner than Patrick Taylor is, but that doesn't mean that that you know that Goodson will just automatically make the roster. You know, they um, Lafleur had a few comments to that effect. You know, about the importance of those little things when it comes to running back three and also participation on special teams, of which Patrick Taylor has has done uh, quite a bit of. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Dexter Williams is certainly the odd man out there. Uh, you know, he's just kind of brought in to take up a few snaps uh, and, and a camp body type of thing. I hate to use that term, but that's kind of what it is. Uh, and the other thing to not forget is you still have Kylan Hill looming in the background. I mean, he was put on on a pup to, you know, to start the season. So he's going to be out for a while. But at some point, he might be coming back, too. So... Interesting battle there at the backup running backs. I like to think of Patrick Taylor where A.J. Dillon was two years ago, When two years if I'm doing the math right, when it was um, Aaron Jones and uh, Williams. Jamal yeah, and, William, and Jamal Williams. And he was definitely used as a more of a blocking back and a bowling ball because that's you know, that was where he started off. And I think you're absolutely right, Al, that we do need a blocking type of running back could they possibly keep four it always seems no. like somebody's hurt and it's no they won't they won't it, it's <laughs> really yeah it's really tough because there's a you know there's a lot of positions that we have a lot of depth at that's going to require some serious cuts like defensive line and wide receiver you know it's going to be tough to cut some of those players uh, so keeping four running backs i think is just a luxury that that they won't do you know they'll be able to get one of those three at the very least on the practice squad. So they'll have a, they'll have another player there at the ready if someone gets hurt. But I think that's the way they'll go. Yeah. I'm definitely dazzled by Tyler Goodson, but if I had to be dazzled, he had a good game. He got a lot of good press, but I think you're right, Al. I think Patrick Taylor might have the leg up still. Well, and if you seem to remember our issues with special teams last year, 
Did we have issues oh, with special yeah. teams last no. year? Okay, thank you for finding that paper cut and rubbing some salt in it. It's lemon juice, but... Lemon juice, yeah. Yeah, in, in the end... No, guys, I'm not quoting Princess Bride, okay? I'm just saying... In the end, it's got to be special. It's got to be special. And right now, Taylor has that head up on it. It, it. You know, blocking, tackling. We can't keep a guy as a luxury third running back who's never going to touch the ball. Um uh, when we really have a good blocking back that we need. So maybe Goodson's making a really good case and we can stash him on the uh, practice squad for a while, or I don't know. We we just traded Colby yeah. Lannon for a, a draft pick for some reason, so maybe we'll get Goodson traded too. Yeah, I, I think practice squad makes the most sense for him. And, you know, running back, there are a lot of run, running backs on on team's rosters you know everybody every team has a couple of undrafted running backs that are that are you know showing something interesting you know i mean and every year there's a couple that show up and end up being really good running backs on the nfl so i think that's a position where it's fairly easy to to get your guy on onto the practice squad and so i, I kind of i think I, that's where i see good goods in heading but we shall find out sure and now let's move on to the uh, gentleman you spoke of in our last show, uh, the grandson yeah. of a civil rights leader, I forgot his first name, but Abernathy, Mike Abernathy. Right. Uh, definitely making a case for himself at safety. Uh, Vernon Scott was waived injured on Tuesday. So it's kind of opening the door for someone else to take a step in. And Micah Abernathy appears to be making a pretty solid case to make this squad. Yeah, he's somebody I really hope gets some substantial playing time tomorrow because I want to see what he can do. He's had a very good camp. Oh, he will. I mean, we've got um, I don't know. I think four safeties now that are that are injured uh, between Savage, Scott is gone, uh, Innis Gaines is hurt, and the other guy that came from Oakland, Levitt, I guess he's still hurt. So there'll be plenty of. of uh, you know, <laughs> playing time for Sean Davis and Abernathy, and I think there's another safety on the roster I'm, I'm forgetting. But in any case, uh, we should see him again tomorrow. And, and, you know, talk about being in the right place at the right time, right? I mean, he comes on the team last week. He, he shows up the first day and gets thrown into practice with the ones because of all the injuries. And then he gets into the game. Uh, because Vernon Scott gets injured, and there he is intercepting a pass <laughs> and and looking rather good. Uh, so we'll see if it was just a one-time thing or if he can continue. But that really is the luck of the draw camp. You know, a lot of times it is. Yeah. The big names get hurt, and that's your opportunity to either make or break. And I, 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 I like this player. I'd love to see him make the roster. A little bit of trivia. Pro football focus. Who is the Packers' highest-graded defensive player right now in the preseason? In the preseason, um, is that over all games, or would that be somebody who only played in one game? In other words, is it just the person who had the highest rating in any game, or is yeah. it the person who's Through been the best preseason games, the highest-graded defensive player? <clears throat> defensive player. It really should be easy if you think about the topic we're on right now. Yeah, I know. It's got to be a safety. Are you going to tell me it's Abernathy? It is. <laughs> that was too Come easy. Come on, Al. Anytime <laughs> well, he does that, it's, it's, it's who we're talking about. <laughs> Act that was like too obvious. Your... Well, you know, you got to stay on topic at least. Which, yeah, is why I think... I was, which is why I was asking about the one game or two. But anyway, sure. go ahead. Uh, and really, this guy has 
just incredible explosiveness. He is really elite athletic talent, but you know, comes in kind of undrafted. He's unheralded coming out of Tennessee. Uh, relative athletic score of 9.38 out of 10. I mean, this guy, if he has the potential to mature, you know, whatever the things that were making him not making teams not look at him coming out of college, but now suddenly he has this athleticism and that game slows down and he starts making these splash plays, you know, he could be our next Razul Douglas. If you're looking at his Raz card, what was his 40 time? Um, 4.52. All right, that's not bad. I thought maybe he'd he'd have a slower forty, and maybe that's why that's what was holding him back. But that's not bad for not safety. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, covered ten ten in the broad jump. Uh, so yeah, he's he's thirty eight point five in the vertical leap. What was his negatives on the on the Ras card? Oh gosh, in red. Usually Nothing. It's in he red. has no red. He has no, no red. red. No red. Oh wow. Wow. Okay. A couple of yellows. Uh, bench yeah. ten split forty dash. His weight was a little up there. He had a 6.02 there. Height okay, was probably but no reds. That's score. interesting. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, bring it on. I but wonder what held him back. Douglas last year. Razul Douglas was a nobody. He wasn't even in camp, but we brought him in. And this, I think this might be our player to watch this year. That could be a rising star. Could be. Speaking of rising stars, and in a very, rising very star. crowded wide receiver room right now, uh, probably the guy that we've all written off and may still have to write off, Juwan Winfrey. Not me. No, no I really. haven't written him off. I've been on the Juwan Winfrey bandwagon since the last season. And I will and, attest to that. He really was. I, and I think he has to make this team. I really do. And I know it's tough when you've draft, drafted three wide receivers, but I think he makes it over the – the guy, the Samari Torre, and I think Torre ends up on the practice squad. And here's my reason. Last year, the you had two kind of like fill-in wide receivers when people were hurt or you know, certain situations. Malik Taylor and Jawan Winfrey, right? Malik Taylor played so many more. I don't, don't have the numbers in front of me, but he played so many more snaps than Jawan Winfrey. Yet Malik Taylor had like one or two targets in all the time that he played. Winfrey had like eight or nine from Rodgers and, you know, however many catches he had there. So I kind of felt like Rodgers felt comfortable with Winfrey like he didn't for Malik Taylor. Taylor, by the way, is is now gone. Um, Was that also an injury settlement, I think? I'm I'm not sure. Maybe. I think they just let him walk. Yeah. In any case. So I kind of felt that last year that there was something about him that Rodgers was comfortable with. And he's, he's had a great camp again, like he did last year. Uh, and I just think that he's a guy that runs the routes where they're supposed to be run, which is like a number one thing for Aaron Rodgers. He wants you to be where you're supposed to be. So my prediction is that Juwan Winfrey makes this team. There you go. Well, I never, ex- well, I never Hot expect take a city. Nah, that's not that hot take because I, I never expect some of the lower round um, wide receiver draft choices to make the list. Um, and I, Donald Driver's one of the few that's like bottom of the barrel, but suddenly you know, it's, it's amazing. 
that said, he's got a year. He's got a little more experience. He's a little more fluent in Packer than these rookies. So yeah, if you can run a clearing route, you're already going to have some of the respect and trust of Aaron Rodgers. And if you're a rookie that's still making mistakes and he's calling you out, yeah, I don't expect you to make it the roster outright. Maybe the practice squad. So I, I think I agree with you. I think I think Winfrey has got a really good shot of of making the the final fifty-three. A little bit of trivia. Oh boy, more trivia. Juwan Winfrey, that's the answer. Winfrey. Winfrey. Wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers <laughs> does not have a single drop so far in the preseason. Uh, Juwan Winfrey. You are Juwan correct. <laughs> now, if you, you match that up with Aaron Rodgers' slight tirade last week, where he yeah. threw a little bit of a temper tantrum about his wide receivers not living up to their potential, and then had to have a little closed door meeting with him to go over exactly what he expects from them. We're looking at Romeo Dobbs, of course, who's had a couple of spectacular plays and then some really dumb drops. Winfrey's not that guy. Win- Winfrey is catching everything that's thrown at him. He's Mr. Steading, right? Yeah, reliable. So I don't know if he makes the team. I will. I, I might take the bet against Al, but if he does, he certainly has earned it. And that'll take us to the end of the first quarter. I think we're going to call this a win. That was a pretty solid game, and I was happy yep. to be there. Second quarter, we're going to go to our friend Kelly, and we're <laughs> going again. to figure out what the heck's going on, because last I was hearing, it was like, oh my gosh, David Bakhtiari, uh, great tackle. I think he last played for the Packers in the 2008 season, uh, or so it <laughs> seems. ACL tear. Um you know, we've been waiting, waiting. They said, oh, he's going to go under another procedure. And we're like, we have no timetable for his return. And we're all just like, okay, you know, this is this is done. This is it. And then all of a sudden, boom, what happens? He's off the pup list. What? Cautious optimism, and he's off the pup list. What? Yeah, so- they don't have a timetable for when he's going to return, though. That's that's the, the, the... Yeah, but the thing is, if he's off the pup list, that means... He can't stay there. He, he's got to be on the roster or they have to put him on injured reserve. I sincerely doubt they would have done this if they thought that they would have to put him on injured reserve. So I, I some, think some he's, the... he's going to start on the roster. Now, whether he's ready to play game one, that's a whole other ball game. I doubt that. And that's but... that's where they get a little vague. The goal is the season opener against the Vikings, and that's the talk. But we'll see. Well, you know I think what it's they encouraging. say about talk. So based on the talk, Kelly, what is your actual analysis of this situation? Oh, God, this is totally reading the tea leaves because they've been so incredibly vague with Bakhtiari. Just in review, he, he sustained his ACL injury on New Year's Eve 2020. That's over a year and a half ago. If you're looking at just an ACL injury, I would hope he's back in But we said this before, the Packers have been really vague and won't mention what other procedures he's had. If it was just going in with the scope to clean up cartilage, yeah, he could be ready by... by. If they were fixing a meniscus, it might take a little longer. Um, I'm optimistic he'll be there for for week one. Um, My guess is probably week two or three. You know, they tried to get him back pre- prematurely last year, and there was a quote from him saying they tried to put him in with that Lions game at the end of the season. It did not go well. So whatever he was at, where he was at, he was not healed and ready at that time. He's had these subsequent mystery procedures 
if they were small, minor type of cleanup detail work, yeah, I'm optimistic he'll return sooner than later. But if it was something like fixing like a tibial plateau fracture, you know, a fracture at the top of your shin bone, that would be a more prolonged recovery. And if that was the case, I wouldn't think he'd be coming off the pup list. So I'm, I said this last week, God, it's a cliche. I'm cautiously optimistic that he's going to be there in that first quarter of the season. I think if it was going to be anything beyond that, I think he would have gone to injured reserve. So now that he's on a physically able to perform list or PAP, um, <laughs> lovely. Let's get let's get to the a other PAP list. <laughs> well, you, you don't. That's not a thing. Mm. Are you get, um, it wouldn't. It would not apply to him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So here's the question again, and this, and I know I've asked you this in the past, and since you're in the business of reading tea leaves. What are the chances, now that this is all happening, that other procedure he had just a few weeks ago, even if he does play, what are the chances it, that he is the old David Bakhtiari, able, able to perform at that level? Regardless crystal ball of, time. Crystal ball, maybe 60%, 70%. I, what you'll see, and he had this pre-injury, like most linemen, have a big, giant, bulky, hinged brace on their knees just to stabilize because they're acting like a great big door wedge. Yeah, you'll see a big brace. Um, I think where you're going to see it is is react his speed, his ability to you know, turn and react. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know if the pack, but the, the Packers aren't certainly going to say if he's 100 percent or if he's 60 or 70 or 80 percent. But they're easing him back into practice, and I think as we're getting closer, you know, we, we don't have much time till the season opener. You know, what he's doing in practice, I think, will be very indicative of what they are expecting. If he's doing full drills, especially if it's a, con- it's a contact day, um, you know, is he keeping up? Is he getting the same amount of repetitions as his peers? If he's not, then he's definitely not ready. They're just kind of easing him back. Yeah, I wish I had an answer, but somebody, it's not like he's an Adrian Peterson. He's, this is a big, giant offensive lineman. I would be shocked if he was back to 100%, but does, but. 70% of a David Bakhtiari could be 100% of a lot of other very good linemen. All right. Well, we're going to wish him luck, and that will take us to halftime. We're going to step into the locker room while you enjoy this message from our sponsor. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? Yeah. If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Oh, yeah. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Just go to their website. Do it. TheTicketKing.com. Again, that's TheTicketKing.com. All right, welcome back. It is time to start the third quarter here on Cheesehead Radio with Jersey Al Bracco and Kelly Hodgson. I am C.D. Angeli, and we're going to talk some transactions. The Packers are trying to work to get down to those roster cuts, the roster limits. Made a couple moves here going on. What's what's the first one, Jersey? All right. Well, our six-round draft pick from 2021, Cole Van Lannan, uh, was traded. Goody's on the trade wire here. Uh, he was traded to Jacksonville. It was originally... Um, for an undisclosed draft pick, but it's since been reported that is for, that it is for a <coughs> excuse me seventh round pick, and there are no conditions on it. So the Packers got back a seventh round pick for a guy that probably wasn't going to make the roster. So nice job, uh, Goody. Yeah, always good to get yourself a a draft pick for a guy that you probably would have just been 
cutting regardless. Exactly. exactly. And no conditions is the unusual part there. Hmm? That's good returns on that, that draft gamble. Yeah. All right. I believe this took them down to about 79 players once we get through the rest of these uh, uh, picks here. So still a ways to go. But uh, running back Kylan Hill uh, is now on the reserve pup list uh, that takes him off the roster. And I don't know, a guy around here, I'm I'm sure, Kelly, you agree. Danny Davis, um, undrafted free agent, was cut. He of Wisconsin Badger fame. That was an injury uh, settlement thing, too. Right. Uh, but I remember so, watching him play with my dad, and I, I said, hey, remember Danny Davis? And he was like, what, really? Yeah, so it's always nice. For us, it's always nice to have a Badger you he, know, coming on there, and we always tend to root for him. But He could come back, too. If nobody true. claims him, he could come back on the Packers' injured reserve if, if they want to do that, you know. Right. Yeah, that's low chances. And Davis was an undrafted free agent. Vernon Scott, as previously mentioned, uh, sixth rounder a couple years ago. You know, we've seen him on the field. He's been playing, and obviously an injury settlement there as well. Yeah, when when he got hurt in that game, just uh, I knew it was not good. The way he was holding his arm as he was walking towards the tunnel, just like loose and limp, like afraid to move it. You know, you could mm-hmm. just tell that there was something going on at the shoulder level there. So. <clears throat> Tough break for him. Another guy that the Packers might be able to resign a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, obviously Packers are looking to get down to uh, the 53-man roster, which I think, is that going to happen? Do we have a date on that? Is that after next week? Yeah. It's usually uh, around Labor Day, isn't it? Yeah. It, they have to get down to 80 on this upcoming Tuesday. They are uh, essentially. And, which I think they're already at. I think Yeah, I think they're already there, probably. Yeah. And then I think it's the following Tuesday. What date is that? Is that the third? Thirtieth, no. I think. Oh, oh, you're going after the Labor Day. The following one, yeah. No, that's after Labor Day. I, I think that's usually it's usually Labor Day weekend. Everyone's just kind of watching Twitter as the reports start trickling in as they're all one by one getting cut. Yeah. Let's see, the fifty three roster deadline will be on Tuesday, August thirtieth. At 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's the 53? That's 53 roster deadline. So by oh, Tuesday? Wow. Oh, it's early this oh, year. Oh, so I, so I guess they had they probably had to get to 80, 80 was this week. yesterday. 80 was this week. Yeah, okay, I yeah. was off by a week. So mm-hmm. it's next Tuesday, the 30th, when they have to get to the 53. Okay, sorry about that. This, yeah. this feels like it's a week early. It does, especially when Al starts out like that. Yeah, and when I move it up another week, yeah, that's uh, very early that way. (laughs) We have 53 and then these orthodox 53 that happens the week later. (laughs) Kind of like Easter. I know. Uh, I got the joke. Well, that'll take us to the end of the third quarter. Uh, Call that a push, I guess. But we're going to go to the fourth quarter in a very, very exciting game coming up. It's going to be, so if you're exciting. listening to this, if you're listening to this, it's going to be tonight, if you're listening to us, obviously, on Thursday, um, Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. This is really exciting. Packers, Chiefs uh, teeing off. Uh, oh, wait. I don't think we're going to see that. Oh. It didn't oh. even happen in the regular season, so don't hold your breath. Yeah. No, never, never mind. So, But we are going to see the Packers, and they're going to travel uh to Kansas City, uh, Packers only with one home playoff uh, preseason game this year. What are we looking at here? What's what's uh, 
What can we expect well, from this game? I expect a moment of silence because you know, famed Hall of Fame quarterback Len Dawson passed away at the age of 87 today. That's so right. I, I think the that. game will get to, it'll be yeah. The, so the game will probably start off remembering him as it should. Yep, Len Dawson to Otis Taylor. I remember those days. Wow. And he was uh, was he Monday Night Football all those years too, or? He was an announcer for quite some time. I don't know if it was Monday Night Football. Or I don't not. think. No, I don't remember him on Monday night. Okay. No, I don't remember him on Monday night. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> no, he was so, just as the Chiefs color radio analyst is what he was for for uh, part of it. So he was there, Larry McCarron. Got it. So what are we uh, what are we looking at here, guys? I mean, another start well, from Jordan Love. Obviously, everyone's yeah. going to be have their eyes on Jordan Love. He's the obvious answer. You right. want to see him get through. Another game, nice and clean, you know, no major mistakes. Uh, um, and, you know, if he has gotten three straight games in a row, as you mentioned before, his inability to, to get something like that in the past, I think it will help him immensely. So all eyes will be on him, number one. I'm hoping, personally, that he'll have a new wide receiver to throw to. And that'll be the Packers second round draft pick, Christian Watson, who has been back at practice and may play uh, against the Chiefs. It hasn't been announced either way yet at, at the time that we're recording this. But, um, boy, I'd love to see him get out there for a bit. But I don't want to see him get re-hurt, so I'm okay with him well, sitting. Assuming, he's, no, assuming he's healthy and ready to play, he should mm-hmm. play, right? Mm-hmm. But you won't see... Certainly you won't see any of the top 30 players on the roster again, as, as has been the case. Um, other person to look for is the guy we talked about earlier, Micah Abernathy, right? Let's see if he plays as well as he did in his one stint, one game stint with the Packers so far. I think one thing uh, that we can expect to see that's going to be a little exciting is uh, the chief special teams coach, uh, Dave Taub, um, mm-hmm last week has instructed his returners to run kickoffs out of the end zone no matter what really so last week he actually ran one nine yards deep and ran it out past the goal line how uh, far did he get do you know i don't know <laughs> past the goal line uh, and then he actually <laughs> he started returning another one but it was kicked out the back of the end zone meanwhile his kicker uh, they're they're intentionally not kicking into the end zone so that he can evaluate his coverage teams. So um, we might see some interesting kickoff plays uh, where we can, which is great. I mean, it's great which, for us yeah, to see, we'll our, see our own we have, coverage yeah. teams, and, and we'll see if we have a returner too. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's been you know, some of the difficulty with kickoffs in general. Obviously, they've they've move the ball up. We have more balls that sail out the back of the end zone over the last two, three years. You know, sometimes when you get to actually see a good return on a kickoff, that's part of it because it doesn't happen that often anymore. You know, certainly not like right. it did back in, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, so <laughs> when they find you, you, you might get one returnable a game and yeah, this is a good opportunity for him. So I hope they, I hope we can see uh, some good special teams uh, magic because just as we talked about earlier, that's where a lot of these guys are going to make the roster, not by being a third running back or a ninth or a seventh uh, wide receiver. And this is well, one area Basaccia has very high expectations. We'd well, like you, to think that, yes. 
Well, I'm, either that or he's going to stroke out screaming at them, one of the two. Yes, well, stroking out screaming does not make a good special teams make, so. No, I'm saying he's either going to, they're either going to be good or you're going to hear him just busting a gasket on the sideline. That it could be. All right, let's take it around the horn. Final thoughts, Jersey Al. Anything big in your head? Packer news wise, random. TV, TV, TV. No, I, I, I mean I'm always, I'm always the the offensive line guy. So you know I'm, I'm really curious to see if they trot out the same, the same uh, starting five, which I don't like. You know, if I was the coach of the Packers, I'd have another opinion. But I'm not, so I'm curious to see that. Good, Kelly. The what are you looking pre- for? The last preseason game of the year, I always look to see if I can kind of predict the final 53. And it's going to be like the bottom 10, 15 that are really going to be trying to make their case, plead their case to make the, the roster. So it's always fun to see everyone really trying to play at the top of their abilities and not just play, you know, football light. So you're going to see some, hopefully some safeties trying to make huge plays who are on the bubble. The wide receiver is really trying to play, have a clean game. And those are the two areas I'm really – because that's where the, the most variability of who's going to be on the roster right now. Um, so those are the two areas I'm really going to be looking at. All right. And I guess, uh, as always, I'm going to be watching to see just the communication between our, our quarterback and our wide receivers. Uh, you know, the, the, there's – I look at that wide receiver crew, and I really don't know who's one and two and three and four right now. Uh, I know Alan Lazard is said to be the – de facto number one but after that i think it's it's quite a, a jumble and there are some guys who can really make a name for themselves and step up and make the squad so a lot of it comes down to running your routes and making those catches and when a guy like juan winfrey is making a name for himself just by doing that correctly over maybe a guy who makes the the splashy play but then drops it three or four times it's 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 great drama to watch so i'll be watching that Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio, now in our lucky 13th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can listen to several other unique Packers podcasts. Please follow us at, at PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave us a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, Play Packers Talk Podcasts. Finally! Please be sure to support our sponsor, Ticket Kit. You can find them across the field from Lambeau Field. I did this again. Across the street from Lambeau Field. <laughs> We're at the web at theticketking.com. That's theticketking.com. That's a wrap. We're one week closer to the regular season. Go Pecco. Yeehaw. Go Pecco. Go Pecco, everyone. See you next week. Yep. <laughs>